All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Women in My World. Today, I have a woman in my world who constantly inspires, encourages, and impacts me in my faith. I am so excited to introduce to you Amber Sweet Sterner. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about, though, this woman and how she is actually glorifying the kingdom through her talents and gifts before we launch into our conversation. But Amber is a wife, a mother, an actress, a singer, and She is a business owner with a BFA in musical theater performance and acting. She serves a community of young actors through the businesses she shares with her husband, Justin. It's called Rising Action Studios. They specialize in training and equipping young entertainers while discipling them and modeling relationships with Christ. Some of her favorite acting credits include working with the Kendrick Brothers on the most recent movie, Life Mark, both on and off the screen, being part of and cast in the Pure Flix Sony commercial that I got to work with the beautiful Amber Sweet Sterner uh, as she was part of my mentoring group in this commercial, along with working with her husband, Justin, on Running the Bases, another movie that has recently launched in the movie theaters today. She has been uh, one of the rock and country singers in Into the Spotlight, and she has recently booked a SAG after period piece, which is titled Love and Courage, The Battle of Bushy Run, which I cannot wait to talk to her about that. So anyway, I want to, without any further ado, welcome Amber Sweet Sterner. (laughs) Hello, friend. Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me. I am so excited that we're going to sit here and just get to hang out today and talk about all the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, though, I always want to start off the conversation with, because I really think it's what gets everything kind of flowing and going, is how would you define success? I love this question, and it has challenged me so much to listen Mm -hmm. to the women in my world and just pray the last six months as you guys have launched, Mm -hmm. to be like, God, what do I hear you saying about success versus Mm -hmm. what the world would say is successful? And What he revealed to me is it is a successful day for me when I get to be in constant communication with the Lord, Mm. whether I'm struggling or whether I'm really joyful. My daughter's smiling at me and I just thank him in that moment. If I have an audition and I pray before and I just center myself and keep him in his spot. Mm. And then recently he took me to Romans 11 in the message version of the Bible. And it said the most encouraging thing to me about success And it says in the message version of Romans 11 that when Israel, the chosen people, went without God Mm. and, you know, served themselves, they were not successful. Mm -hmm. But when they let him pursue things for them and through them, then not only were they successful, but they got his stamp of legitimacy on it. And I got so excited because I'm like, not only are we going to be successful if we keep him center, Mm -hmm. but he's already saying before we get there, you've got me. My hands are in your hands. It's mm-hmm. going to be grounded. It's going to be great. And so I have to keep him in his lane uh, and just make sure throughout the day I'm remembering that it's not my to-do list, but it's his mm-hmm. list for me. 
Gosh, that's so good. I love that. And I love the seasons that we all kind of go through and how God continues to keep refining that message of success in our lives, right? It's almost like the moment we start to look at the world or all the things that we want to add to the the title uh, after the comment, after our name, he's like, no, 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 no. Let me bring you back to this place and space of seeing me as first and foremost, your success. Because when we walk in that level of success, we actually have freedom, To then go and do what he's called us to do. Yes. And it's so cool because we actually approach it from the standpoint of discipleship and glorifying the kingdom first and foremost. And that's something that was... I just, when I met you uh, and Justin and had an opportunity to meet you on LifeMark, I... I I was so encouraged that here you and Justin had started a studio to actually disciple and bring up the younger generation. And I watched you not only walk out this wonderful marriage, but also being on set, encouraging your husband, encouraging the other talent that was there, and then also running off into, you know, the office spaces to be part of, you know, still working with your talent. So I want to talk a little bit about, we're going to come back to how you found yourself here in the entertainment space, but I want to talk a little bit about Rising Action Studios and and how did this come about for you and Justin? Mm, great question. So Justin and I met at an old studio mm-hmm. back by one of my old mentors. She's wonderful. And when they went a different direction and felt God was calling them to their next season of life, uh, we decided okay, God, do we want to do this together and mm. and really not only have a great space for artists, but have a space where we can completely talk about the gospel and film. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to teach acting without talking about the Lord. <laughs> you know, I'm I, mean, like, I, I don't totally know. get you. And people are like, what? <laughs> because my brother even was like, I just don't understand that. Can you break that down? Mm-hmm. And I shared with him, I was like, there's nothing about being vulnerable that I can do and tell the truth without talking about Jesus Mm -hmm. because there's really no freedom anywhere to do that Mm -hmm. unless we're doing it with the Lord. And Justin and I, we were a little nervous, to be honest. We were like, there's nothing in Atlanta we can think of where it's like, let's do what the Kendricks do and, and have devotionals talk about verses with the training Mm -hmm. while we're self taping all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. We launched it. You were there, which was so great at the Mm -hmm. launch party. Mm -hmm. And we saw God move in a way that just validated everything. Parents being like, thank you for Mm -hmm. not only mentoring our kids, but also equipping them if they do want to go in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was a call to be brave, but it was really God doing all of it. Mm -hmm. And us just listening. And now we're teaching some online classes for the first time, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, After we went to a Christian film festival and saw that there's plenty of people doing the Christ-centered work, mm-hmm. then they were so helpful to have us, you know, launch online classes there and tell people that if they're not in Atlanta, there is a place right. to go. And with you and with Beverly Holloway and the Kendricks and all these people mentoring us, we wanted a space where we feel called to this generation just jazzes me up. Mm. All of the teenagers, I just want to be close enough in age to be like me too. Right. I struggle with that too. And I lost my faith when I went into the entertainment industry in my teens and in my twenties. And then I came back to the Lord. So I have this heart that's like, Oh, if they could do the entertainment thing, but not lose themselves and stay centered. That's, that's my whole mission in life. 
which is so great. And, and so, and I, I think that I remember sitting in the studio when you guys launched and cause you were working with kids even on LifeMark before even, you know, you guys had a whole different kind of setup that you were doing. Mm-hmm. And I want to go back in a little bit and talk about how you now actually, not only are you coaching, but you're actually putting together the tools and the assets for talent in the room. And you're not only helping them to create as far as working through acting, you're also training them up to produce and write and direct. And so you're doing all these things, but we're going to go back to that in a few minutes. Cause I know there's a lot of listeners that are probably thinking, how can I get my kids involved? But I, I don't know that I want them involved in this industry, but if they could have Christ at the focus of it and still get the skills and the training, now it's a win-win for everyone. Yes. But you just said something that was really important is that you said you lost your faith. And so I'd love to go back and talk a little bit about how you found yourself first and foremost in the entertainment world, a little bit of your testimony and where God, where you were at and, and, and what you went through and then how you found yourself here today and in the faith and family space. Oh. Yeah, I'm taking a pause because it just is so dear to me to talk about. And I'll, I'll probably get emotional because that's mm-hmm. just what God does to my heart. But uh, my family went through quite a bit of trauma when I was in high school. And my brother was very, very sick, went into a coma. We didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. It was very difficult. And my parents' marriage, you know, it was hard. Uh, them being in different places and having to, my mom raised me and my brother, and then the other brother be with my dad, you know, basically mm-hmm. in a coma and just all the stress. We had some deaths in the family at the time. Uh, and I just found myself looking to my parents for only something that Jesus could supply mm-hmm. and getting really angry and looking to others for the kind of mentoring that he really wanted to do for me, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went to college and I completely put all of my identity into my craft. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is something I can control. This is something that there's a list, there's a checklist, I can do this. And of course I fell short. <laughs> it wasn't like I followed the list and then got all these leads and mm-hmm. things like that. I was very, very insecure. And it wasn't until, so God brought me on a singing contract and it was awesome. I felt like I was starting afresh and he was, he was slowly working on me where I was picking up like a Christian book again and kind of trying to talk to him about the trauma and the anger that I felt. Mm. And the first book I picked up was Wild and Free, which was mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, it, it really is. And I love that. I always like love that title too, but Wild and Yes. Yeah. I'm like, that was clearly what I was searching for yeah. was to be wild and free. I was, I was dating this not so great guy and making really poor decisions and partying a lot and putting, I mean, it was the coolest show mm-hmm. to be honest that I was ever a part of mm-hmm. lots of money in it, lots of cool costumes. And then my voice blew out. So I lost my voice, everything that I loved. You know, my whole identity was in my voice and in acting or mm-hmm. singing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do I do now? I was going to go on a cruise ship and keep up the party scene and the entertainment scene. And I was like, what do I do now? And it was my aunt, Aunt Laura. She's incredible. She was like, hey, if, you know, if your voice doesn't come back and you can't do the cruise line, why don't you come to Atlanta and stay in my basement And let's just like hang out and and build this community that you want. Because, you know, going contract to contract or booking to booking, it's not really building community is, is what I thought until Mm -hmm. the Kendrick brothers, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. And so I came to Atlanta and I felt before I came, I remember sitting 
outside of my apartment in Ohio. And I heard the song, Oh, Come to the Altar by Elevation Worship. Mm. And the lyrics are, are you hurting and broken within, overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is calling. And I just broke down. Mm. And I remember him saying, I don't care what you've done. I just want you to come back to me. Mm. And I really feel that. Mm -hmm. I really feel with the Lord that there's there's really no shame. Yeah. As long as we come back, yeah. it's done. He's wiped it. Yeah. And so... It was honestly the easiest decision I've ever made. I literally packed up my bags. Wow. I drove 12 hours. I stayed with my aunt. Mm -hmm. And I literally, it's the movie I've talked to you about one day that I hope to make. <laughs> I won't say anything too exciting so we can keep it in the vault. <laughs> okay. But that the discipleship of mm. an older woman with a younger woman changed mm. my entire life. Mm -hmm. I, I always say that she helped me get back to my faith mm -hmm. because I would come upstairs eager for attention mm -hmm. and ready to talk about my life and how hard it was. <laughs> she was mm -hmm. in her word and mm -hmm. would literally pause and be like, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm going to do my devotions, but you're welcome to join me silently. Mm -hmm. And I was watching her do it. Wow. And it just gave me this space where I shut out everything else and I just got in the word. And then I met wow. Justin a week later. Wow. Wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love like God's got, okay, he's I'm <laughs> calling you back. I'm going to put you in this position and here you are. You're going to come back to know me. Yes. And that way you can actually see who your ultimate romance is. And then I'll give you the earthly mm -hmm. romance to walk that out in. That is such a powerful story. And I think it's so often, that's what we need to hear. We need to hear authentic, transparent stories that people walked away that they did maybe some things that, you know, not so good. I know my right. past is, is a mess. Um, but I know that I can use my story to help to influence others and impact them and allow them to have the freedom to share their stories and to know that, that Christ can do all things yes. through us as long as we're willing you know, mm -hmm. I love that. And you guys started dating and you both are performers. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't imagine what it's like in your house because you both crack me up. <laughs> I feel like I'm always laughing with both of you. Um, talk to me a little bit about just, you know, you guys started dating and then how long before you guys actually launched into this, the entertainment space? Oh, well, Justin was in entertainment since he was 12. Mm -hmm. And I honestly felt like he kind of had to hold my hand and help me navigate the film industry because I did like, you know, a couple classes in college, but I hadn't mm -hmm. been in the self-tape scene, the all that kind of stuff. So the studio I talked about where we met earlier, mm -hmm. he just guided me with, you know, lights, the self-taping. I just got to act and he kind of set me up mm -hmm. with all the film, you know, Justin, yeah. and those of you who don't know Justin, he's as passionate, if not more so, mm -hmm. no matter what an incredible actor he is, he loves the camera. He likes to direct all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. He's such good. a filmmaker. And so we, we really struggled to be honest early on because mm -hmm. in our film life, because we, we came back to our faith at the same time mm -hmm. and then dated and really got, you know, like I said, mentored, but then we still hadn't handed over our careers mm -hmm. at all. Like we were still having that idolatry and kind of revving each other up because it was both of our sins still of like how to keep God at the center. Mm -hmm. And it actually wasn't until we saw 
I still believe that Beverly cast. Mm, mm -hmm. And I was like, I just had this encounter with the Lord where I just broke down. I was like, I have to admit to you that Mm. I really, really want this. I really want to be in the faith-based industry. So we started praying and my dad, the the best thing about a parent's prayer is my dad had already been praying that we would get into the faith-based industry Mm, when we watched Fireproof when I was 15. And I told him, dad, it's actually starting to hurt my feelings now that you keep saying this because I just don't think it's possible. Mm -hmm. Like there's only like these one group of guys it felt like at the time Mm -hmm. that are making these. And he's like, no, I I really, I don't want you to just book it. I want you to get mentored by these people. I'm going to keep praying. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't until Lifemark, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. 15 years later that not only my dad's prayer about Kurt Cameron and the Kendricks, Mm -hmm. the first time they worked together in a decade, as Mm -hmm. you know. Yep. And so once we booked that, that's when our careers completely shifted. Mm-hmm. So even though Justin and I were married for four years and we were doing the self-tape thing and auditioning, mm-hmm. we were booking here and there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But once we got into the market of faith-based and handed it over, it, everything changed because everyone was linking arms and helping us. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, we, op- we did open the studio before life mark. Mm-hmm. So we were starting to go that direction, but God solidified it and encouraged us through the booking of life mark. Yeah, no. And it's so good because you guys came on to life mark mm-hmm. and I had just the privilege of being a part of this with y'all for two months. I think we were on set <laughs> yeah. for two months together and I was in a very different role. And I remember, and I, it's so funny that you said that even about being in a place of, I still believe. And then it didn't really happen until life mark. I remember being on life mark and it was the first time for me that I was in this position and, um, really being humbled Mm -hmm. by the Lord to be in this place, to lift other actors and actresses up and encourage them and pray for them and work with them. And, and, and just more so for me, it was to, to walk alongside, to pray and empower them because, the visual for me with a lot of the faith-based movies is that I think so often what's missed is it's the ministry aspect. You know, we came into an industry that was not defined in a way that had even a faith-based culture. You know, that wasn't even a a category, you know, it's comedy or drama or horror or sci-fi or whatever it is. And you always kind of take a project and it fits into one of those categories. And so when faith came onto the scene, It was such a new thing and it's still growing, but it really is like you see when people honor God through the process, you see where they go from, you know, where they go. I I don't even know how to say it any other way, but that God really does glorify the movie and and the people in it. And all of a sudden you start to see all of these people kind of rise together. And I know that sometimes it feels like it's so, you know, it's like so long. You said 15 years, Mm -hmm. you know, timing is it's all about timing. It's God's timing. And he was doing things to weave not only you together and your heart back towards him again and honing in your skills, even back in college and crafting this out and then bringing you and Justin to a place, but he was working it all out for his glory to bring you to life, Mark, yes. and really to make a statement. Your life became part of this life, Mark, you know, mm. in this moment. And I love that. I loved watching you guys together and pouring into even the other castmates on it. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. 
Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. What do you think about faith entertainment and family? Because now you're dealing with all of these youngins that you get to pour into all the time. Um, and you're you're part of their lives as well. How do you think the entertainment, especially faith and family, how is it influencing our culture today? And what can we do better actually to pour into the next generation and really start to 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 become countercultural to what we're seeing put out there today in the secular world. How can we do that? Because you're working with kids all the time. So what do you think some of the flaws are? How can we actually do something to make it better? And how can we actually start to pour into this younger generation? Hmm. Oh, you know, I have so many thoughts. Oh, that's good. That's good. I know. No, no, no. We love talking about this stuff. One, I'm so thrilled because LifeMark did make a mark on us truly Mm -hmm. because they were so brave to talk about adoption and to have a pro-life movie. Mm-hmm. Our students, this is a hard generation mm-hmm. that they don't know what they feel because they're constantly being bombarded by social media and being told how they feel Right, a lot. Right. And so last night for class, we were going around talking about, you know, I was teaching them how to emotionally connect to scripts. And I asked them a very deep question. I was like, where do you feel the most present? Mm. And the way that everyone started opening up, it seems like that is something that they're losing a lot is Mm -hmm. that there's not, I don't know if it's the phones. I don't know if people are just not engaging as much Mm. or, but I really think discipleship is the key to everything. Yeah. I think that God changed my life, not just by you know, welcoming me back so lovingly, but because he made a way mm-hmm. for my aunt to disciple me. And then she introduced me to women in the film world because I didn't know they existed. Mm-hmm. And truly I was like, where are they? I don't mm-hmm. know. And so once I started seeing like, God, you are making a way, there are people out there. Mm-hmm. I think we need to, like you do for me. I mean, you disciple so many of us young mm-hmm. women and I remember following you around on life more and be like, can I shadow you? And you just being so welcoming mm. and teaching me as a woman how to be in this business, mm. which you are the trailblazer, in my opinion, of oh, doing that. And you. I think we need more trailblazers. Mm. And I get really stoked about that. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be a trailblazer. And I think that starts with us getting uh, <laughs> a lot more my generation, in my opinion, including myself, uh, more other people focused than myself. Mm. I think there's still in our industry a tendency for me to feel like actors are about mm. themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's so different when we were on Life Mark and we mm. saw, you know, how you said you were humbled. And I've never met more successful people with more humility mm. than being on Life Mark. Mm-hmm. And so if we could have more people in my generation mm-hmm. get mentored and then pour out. Yeah. That would be what I think changes the world. Yeah. And also people like the Kendricks who are willing to do a topic that's really hard. Yeah. Or like you telling your testimony and people seeing mm. like, it's okay. Like we need to do the hard mm-hmm. thing and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so, and really dive in. I think sometimes this generation 
the younger ones, you know, younger than me, we kind of have to pull it out of them a little bit. Right. So being willing to be patient and mm-hmm. love them and talk about even fun things with them until they're ready to open up mm-hmm. because maybe they haven't been trained yeah. to open up. Well, and it's interesting that you said that. I think our culture today has such a hard time about being present Mm -hmm. and really engaging in conversation. And that even in our life with Christ and walking that out is if we're not connected to the vine, right? Like everyday vertical, Mm -hmm. we can't really go horizontal. There's really no way for us to pour into whether we're discipling or whether we're working on something. And so the more we dig into the word and we get rooted in that, the more that we can actually go out and share the love of Christ. Christ. I mean, I know for myself, I'm I'm just an ugly individual in the mornings. Like if I like, you know, it's got to be like coffee yeah. and it's got to be devotional time and it's got to be really rooted in spending the time with the Lord so that I can go out and do what I'm supposed to do or to be present in a conversation. And I think our young ones are missing that today. And so what they are finding is they find themselves in the phone that yes. tells them it's all about their self. And most of the time it's this filter you know, filtered lifestyle that they're living in, or they're so engaged in what is on television right now or in theaters, but it's really always about just them and that device. And so they don't even know how to really engage in a conversation. And so what I love about what you and Justin are doing is you're really getting into the trenches with these these kids mm-hmm. and you're not only discipling them, but you're, I mean, it, it, you're, you're discipling, but you're, you're doing even more. You're engaging in a relationship with them in a way that really is training them up. And I see that with what you guys do. Talk to us a little bit about, so you guys are in these classes with these kids. Not only are you teaching acting, you teach Meisner, mm-hmm. you work through the scripts and characters with them. But you also do other things to engage with them because what you're not you're only, you're not only developing actors you're actually developing people cast crew the whole nine yards. So talk yes. a little bit about that with your classes. Well, Justin and I have such a passion because we when you go to school for acting, mm-hmm. as you know, there's not really an avenue to engage in all the other things. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to pick just one. And so when we thought about, we really just kind of made a what we wish we had. List. That's great. And we thought, yeah. what what would help yeah, but, us? You yeah. know? And and I have this heartbeat right now for actors that if we could serve on the costume set mm. for a second or serve, you know, watch the producer or watch these other people, mm-hmm. then we would even, even if someone just wants to be an actor, I think they need to learn mm-hmm. all sides so that we can respect everybody Absolutely. and be equal with everybody and respect those who are ahead of us. Mm-hmm. But these kids, a lot of my kids are very, we've got some real cute, like Tim Burton types. Like they're so adorable and they're quirky mm. and they, they're like, I don't want to be on camera, but I don't feel like I belong anywhere else. Mm. Like, where would you go as a 12 year old girl? Right. If you're wanting to pursue writing and that just really gets me excited. Yeah. So I came to Justin. I was like, okay, I have these three girls who have written scripts Let's make it happen. And Justin, you know, with his filmmaker mind, he said, well, I have three boys who want to learn how to run camera. So we thought, let's do a camp where we can get these kids excited. And if the actors just want to act, then they can act in Mm -hmm. these three girls' pieces. And it also gets me excited, as you know, because I love being a woman. Mm -hmm. And as you trailblaze, I want to trailblaze with my girls and say, there is a way for you to be in this industry. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to have these ideas and us make your projects. Well, if there's not a guy writer, 
let's use these three girls. Right. And so I think that they're getting really excited too, because they feel believed in as women Mm. and also teaching them how to be a strong woman Mm -hmm. as they write who respects men. Right. Because I also love men. Right. Especially Justin. Uh, But (laughs) so we did camp and it's Mm. been the most incredible thing to Mm -hmm. watch these students. We had a movie musical and we had one that, you know, she's, she was making a pitch reel because she Mm -hmm. wants to take it to pure flicks. Now, whether or not God will do anything with that, fine. But the fact that she has those dreams, we just want to Mm. launch a place where they can practice. Right. Because not all of our projects are going to get picked up. Right. But why not practice while they're young? Yeah. And encourage their parents that they can do it. Well, and it's really giving them the skills. Mm -hmm. I mean, even she, you know, she may have a dream to pitch it to them, but what Mm -hmm. she's just learned is something that even when you go to school to learn a certain craft in the entertainment world or whatever that looks like, you need, even if you were a doctor or a nurse, you need to have boots on the ground so that you learn the lingo, you learn how to engage in the team that you're working with. You need, you know, you learn how to be a team player. You learn how to encourage others. You learn to be a peaceful leader, you know, if you're called as a leader or if you're called into management. I mean, those are all things that we need to be able to discern. And we can't discern those a lot of the times until we're put into those positions. And then once we're put into those positions is when we can see where, oh, wait a minute, that I'm actually, this is where I'm called. You know, my husband always, we kind of laugh because he, we're business owners. And I think, well, he's all, he's a leader and a manager. And he looks at me and he goes, actually I'm not. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? And he goes, I'm a leader. God created me to be a leader, but I'm a horrible manager. (laughs) And I kind of stepped back and I went, really? And he said, it's a different mindset. And I didn't really think or believe that at a certain point until I heard Ann Byler's story, who is the Auntie Ann's pretzel guru and who created that. And she said, there are two kinds of people. There's leaders and managers. And until you find your space and where you're at, it's really hard. And so until we actually get put into those positions to exercise the talents and gifts that God's given... We don't know. And so I love that you guys are doing that because you're allowing these kids to come in and hone in on something that God has given them. But also at the same time, if they step back and they go, I just did this, but you know what? I'm, I really want to go work on the other side of the camera, or maybe I want to go just write books, or maybe I want to be a school teacher or whatever it looks like. They've at least experienced something to know whether or not they want to be part of that profession. And I think that's so impactful. Tell us a little bit about you. You go and you work on this movie, Life Mark. Okay, we're going to go back to Life Mark because we've talked about it. It's been a highlight of season two so far because we've got to interview some really incredible talent that's been part of this project. You go on set, you're part of Life Mark, and talk to us a little bit about your role and how that impacted you, and then seeing it once the movie was actually made. So, I play the abortion clinic employee. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting the breakdown mm. and not seeing the names at first and going, oh, I, I don't want to audition for this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw that it was the Kendricks and cast by Beverly. And uh, I obviously love everything that they're about. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, Lord, if you want me to play this part, mm-hmm. this isn't what I saw being in a Kendrick Brother movie. 
But if this is what you're pursuing for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it all I've got. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how I'm going to do it because <laughs> if anyone knows me, I love babies more than <laughs> and my sweet little baby, especially. Uh, and that role for me really helped me with mercy, I would say, mm-hmm. to think of because I love Jesus, it's obvious that I love babies mm-hmm. and I believe that all babies and everyone should feel loved, seen, protected at all costs all the time. The yeah. mother, the baby, everything. But playing that role, I thought, for someone who doesn't know Jesus, mm-hmm. she may think she's helping. Mm-hmm. And so it did help me have some mercy with just a, a different view. That's good. Uh, but hoping that God would work in someone like the woman I was playing, to if she has a heart to help, mm-hmm. that she would help in a different way. Mm-hmm. But it was great. You know, I... I loved being on set, but I love how the Lord brought me to life, Mark, for a day of shooting, but more of to be there on set mm-hmm. with my husband and to to humble me to be the cheerleader, to yeah. work in his <laughs> costume office and work with my kids online and to shadow you. And I always tell Justin, I was like, yeah, I booked this part, but God really brought me there to change my heart. Mm-hmm. And so... It was, and what a, what an awesome place to be in, because if I had been a lead, I would have been really focused mm. on my script and like mm-hmm. doing such a great job. And I still felt that way with my day player role so deeply. I love breaking down a script, but I love how, because I didn't have the pressure of the movie on my back, mm-hmm. I got to encourage and uplift other people mm-hmm. and be poured into our marriage was, I mean, we had so much discipleship with our marriage mm-hmm. on the set of Life Mark. We would get mm-hmm. done filming and Stephen Kendrick would sit with us for three hours and on the back of our, you know, call sheet diagram certain things that he was like so excited about our marriage and mm-hmm. here's how to help. And just, I mean, we're young. And so it was really encouraging. So I think that the role itself too, going back to the acting, Marissa made it very easy. Mm-hmm. I love that girl. And uh, she plays, you know, young Melissa in the mm-hmm. movie and, because she was so grounded and and looked so deeply like she was hurting when she hops out of the car, mm-hmm. my job was easy because mm-hmm. I was just trying to get her in, cover her up and and help her mm-hmm. from my point of view as the actress. Mm-hmm. So and we've worked on multiple projects together. I know. So. You guys got to continue to kind of <laughs> hop. And I yes. love that. In fact, you guys have done several projects. You have another project that's out right now. And but one thing that keeps ringing out to me, and, and I know we're going to have to start wrapping up, but you said that mercy, mm-hmm. and I love that. I love that, that that's what God showed you in that moment. Nothing, no part is too big or too small mm-hmm. because not only is he speaking through you, he's speaking to you, yes. right? And that's a big thing because you went on to, you had this movie and then you and Justin went now then back-to-back other movies, right? So you had Into the Spotlight and you had Running the Bases. And then you went to work on a movie called Bushy Run, right? Mm -hmm. And this was a whole nother experience for you. And, um, And I think about this because God knew exactly what you were going to encounter on this movie and all that you were about to go through. Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing him say mercy. Mm -hmm. This was just a piece of my mercy for you. Can you share a little bit about 
here you were, you were on this run of these faith-based movies and like life is starting to look like what you think it's all going to look like. And you get to set and here you are doing this period piece Mm -hmm. that hasn't come out yet. I'm so excited (laughs) to see, but share a little bit about this particular movie. So Battle of Bushy Run is so dear to me for so many reasons. I was pregnant during the filming of Battle of Bushy, mm-hmm. uh, and I did get to have my baby. The Lord was so with her and with me during my pregnancy, sweet little Evie. Uh, so special to me for that reason that I got to be mm-hmm. in a period piece, and I'm carrying my daughter, mm-hmm. and it, it was everything I ever dreamed of. And But because I was pregnant, I... And sorry if I get emotional, but I was really, really sick the Mm -hmm. morning I was on the way to film. And because I was like, oh, I finally have this opportunity. I need to call my mom and see if she has any tips with, you know, morning sickness. And by God's grace, my dad was in the car with my mom and they had an hour drive to his work. They decided to drive together that day to work. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, I got to talk on the phone with them because I booked Battle of Bushy Run for an hour and just catch up and talk about how fast we were running and all God was doing. I was like, Daddy, I just feel so blessed, but also I need some rest. Mm. I, I feel like this is getting too big. And my dad was so awesome. And he was like, Punky, you just finished strong today. And he said, I just can't wait to see how the Lord shows up for you in your life. And I can't wait to hear a full report tonight. And so I did my first two scenes. It was such a joy. It was so much fun. And then I came into my trailer to send my parents my pictures because I look so much like my grandmother in the movie. And uh, neither of them were responding. And um, I got the phone call from my husband that my dad had passed away unexpectedly from a work accident and I was so mad and it was very very hard because I was in my trailer and there were mirrors all around me so I was watching myself my dad is genuinely and was the most incredible man Mm -hmm. I never felt like I wasn't believed in because I had such a great dad that Mm -hmm. resembled so much of Christ I've never felt like God wasn't such a great father because I'm convinced that my dad was just so great. Mm. And I felt this weird pull in me that was like, I'm supposed to, to go on set Mm. and do a very, very difficult scene where I'm trying to protect someone's life from being taken in the movie. Mm. And I won't give it all away, but I, I just thought, Lord, I, this is the most grief I've ever felt. What do I do? Because the last thing I want to do right now is act. I just want to curl up in a ball and honestly just cry. Mm-hmm. And I had person after person on a non-faith-based set come in and hold me and pray with me. And I just mm-hmm. kept hearing my dad say, Punky, I want you to finish strong. So I didn't want to let him down. And so I went out and I finished it. And then the directors, I think I did two takes. They gave me a big hug. And thanked me for doing it and then sent me home early. Uh, Justin was there to pick me up. And I think there's a temptation during trauma to be mad at God. And I cannot deny that there's been times I've been angry or mad. But that word mercy and why it's so dear to me is because I was never promised that I would get to be Jeff Sweet's daughter and have an incredible dad. 
a lot of women do not have what I had. So really the miracle is that I had him as a dad for as long as I did. Hmm. If I can keep that as my focus, that we are never promised that kind of life. And then it helps me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people were praying for me. I was so early in my pregnancy. There was a lot of fear with that, Mm -hmm. um, that people thought because (laughs) dad, I still say we are close because I'm always going to be close to my dad. Even Mm -hmm. if he's, you know, in heaven, I, I still feel like a father goes before their children and he has gone before me. And I know he's, he's amped up Mm -hmm. and he still is excited about what God is doing. And so, yeah, that, that movie is very dear to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also dear to me because Bev cast it. And that was my prayer. Like I said earlier, would Mm -hmm. I still believe I, I said, Lord, make a way and my dad getting to watch all of what he prayed for mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. felt like a beautiful gift, gift. Yeah. before he before he went home yeah or as my aunt says graduated <laughs> I love it it's I love it best. it's a graduation mm-hmm. you know I love that he did that through you um, and gave you that he gave you mercy that day and to be in a place in a space where you could do what you needed to do. And I I just think it's so powerful. And I love to watch how you and Justin and your beautiful new little girl are growing and how you're pouring into this community here in Georgia um, and these young students. And so all of these things that God has done through you, you're going to be able to pour out to these kiddos and you're going to have that kind of mercy to give back to them. And so nothing, um, nothing goes to waste, you know? And so, well, I, I know we have to call it, um, an end to our conversation here, but I would just love for you to tell, just give the listeners a a word or two of encouragement, tell them how they can follow you and also the studio to reach out. And then, um, and then we'll wrap our conversation. Sounds great. I think my biggest encouragement would be there's going to be seasons where you feel like God, you look at him and you look, you're like, I, I, I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Like the movies back to back to back where you're on a super big high. Mm-hmm. How is God's goodness? But to still see God's goodness when you face trauma or hardship and you go, I, I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. And just get in your word. It's the only lifeline, you know, your word and a group of people alongside of you. And I was reading this week in Isaiah 40 to my daughter and her, it's called a Lola Bible. It's precious. And Mm. little did I know God was using it to speak to me when I was trying to disciple Evie. And it says that God carries his lambs in his arms close to his heart. Mm. So if you're like me and you love to walk and you love to run, but you're in a season where maybe you can't, he's doing the carrying for you. So if you get discouraged, he's already scooping you up Mm. like a little lamb and he's going to He's going to do it for you. Just dive in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And to follow us, we have a website, Rising Action Studios, and an Instagram. You can find us there. And otherwise, you can follow me on Amber Sweet Sterner. I love, love, love to write on my Instagram uh, and to respond to people. So reach out there. Awesome. Well, thank you for so much for this interview and just inspiring all of us today. I know your story is going to impact every one of us that have just had an opportunity, a blessing really to hear your story and to hear about who you are and what you're doing in the kingdom to glorify God. And um, I just thank you for being a part of my world to continue to shape me and inspire me as I get to do what I do. So thank you. Thank you.
I love you too. <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you for joining us today for another Women in My World and I don't know about you all, but I have been inspired, encouraged, activated, empowered, and reminded of the Abba Father who gives us mercy and grace to do all the things that He's He, above all, has called us to. So continue to walk in that freedom. Dig deep, deep, deep into the Word. And remember, you are a woman, a woman in our world that can go out and continue to change the world. Make sure to, to uh, join us at thewomeninmyworld.org and become a part of our community. Also, make sure you download the Edify app and share it with a friend. You can also listen at Spotify or Apple. But we are encouraged and empowered also by your constant, constant faithfulness to us as well. Go out, continue to change the world. Mm-hmm.